imagining little uh, sleigh bells going right now. That's snow. Now, do you have snow where you are? I have a sugar coating of snow, but the the big sugar the coating. big storm that's sweeping the nation is going to hit us about seven o'clock tomorrow night. Ooh, well, good we got this in under the wire so you could actually be on the show. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I don't know if my snowmobile can uh, transmit the podcast. Perman style? Perman water style? I don't get the reference, but yes. It's the movie we just watched. <laughs> he has a snowmobile? He no, but you were, bro- were going to broadcast Perman water style oh, on the snowmobile is what I meant. Yeah, you know, Perman Waters is not uh, a name that's, or personality. <laughs> Perman, Perman, Perman. That's the sidekick guy? That's the guy who's recording the songs being sponsored by Shorma. Oh, yeah. Shorma. Per- yeah. Of course, right. I just Probably. edited this, so of course you know. <laughs> yeah, right, Perman, right, of course. See, I have no retention <laughs> at all anymore. Well, you know, if, if you're not going to retain something, Cannonball is the thing not to retain. But the That's name Perman is fine. one of the, the notable facts of that movie, that there is a character named Perman. And not just that, but Perman that, Waters. That is his cowboy name. <laughs> Perman. Well, in the spirit of the holiday season, with the fe- feeling of community and fellowship all around, you're not listening to You Watched It Wrong now. Now you're listening to You Well Wished It Well. And we wish you well this Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Black Friday and New Year's Adam and Hangover Day and Wrestling Day, all the days. We wish you expe- well for all of them. And it, if you it, are, ha- sorry, go ahead. Nope, nope. I, I was just wondering. I, I didn't have anything. No, yeah, you did. You were still talking. Nope, you I certainly had prom- something. I promise you, I did not. God damn it. I was stalling until you took over. You were not stalling. You were talking. I was, it's called vamping. I was filling space. Well, the, 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 the um, element of good cheer that I was trying to get across was that if you have a holiday, we well wish you. Okay, let's try this again. Right, we're going to take two. We well fuck it. That's fine. Oh, it's all in. Staying all in. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, just wanted to drop you a quick line to say uh, thank you. Well, one, thank you for listening to You Watched It Wrong for, I was just checking. We started this in 2017. We're still going wow. strongish. <laughs> we're still going. We're still going, if not strong, and we thank you for listening. And even if you're not listening, we wanted to make sure that you had a happy holiday, no matter what you are celebrating this holiday season. Uh, celebrate it well, and we'll be thinking of you. Yeah, and uh, thanks for inviting us into your home and pouring us a glass of eggnog or mulled wine or Manischewitz or... Um, whatever else you got on hand, I'm not picky. I it's, it's, I mean, it's cold out there, and I'm just happy to come in and warm up. And if you entertain me with some conversation, and I don't know, is that a DVD of the the first Avatar on your shelf? I I wouldn't mind reacquainting myself before I went and saw the sequel. Sure, I'll sit and watch that with you. I mean, it would have been nice to have the Blu-ray, but, I, you know, I'm not going to complain, you know. I mean, I watched it in 3D in the theater, but maybe the 2D experience is really adding something uh, in the lower definition. You know, everybody celebrates differently this time of year, and if that's, if that's really the best you can offer me, who am I to complain? I mean, I, I am kind of warmed up, and I could leave now, but it'd be kind of rude to leave now that you've started the movie, so I guess I'll stick around for three hours. 
Exactly. That is that is the that is the if you lay out uh, uh, a couple of drinks Elijah style for Wade and Siggy, we will join you on whatever cinematic yeah. journey you we'll, we'll planned share or the one didn't plan. We'll share the one empty seat. Yeah. Exactly. This the Sig Jade or the Wiggy. Acknowledging oh, we're too. in the wrong holiday season for that, but that's, that's, <laughs> we're just talking holidays now. We're just on the subject, generally. Just on the subject, absolutely. We don't know what we're saying. We never do. What, what, what made you think we would ever know? Think we would thought we knew what we were saying? Yeah, you are. Well, Siggy. Well, Siggy, it's been an interesting year. It's been an interesting year. Uh, uh, for the world, it's been an interesting year for movies. Been a very good year for movies, I have to say. I, I, you know, there's like a dozen movies that were playing in theater the last month that I desperately wanted to go out and see, and I've just been, I've just had no time. I just have not been able to get out and see anything, or even sit yeah. down at home and watch much. I've been so busy, but uh, yeah, it just seems like we're loaded for bear with uh, quality cinematic options. Yes, I for um, a good uh, best of twenty twenty two episode when we get around to it. Yeah, we will. We will. Won't be doing that now because we want to get those December picks in. Um, I will say I was lucky enough to sneak out and see the limited run of of Glass Onion, and oh my god, it is great! What was limited? So when about that, it because it, it was only out for a week in theaters, and oh, then it god. went away, and that was it. Because they're focused, Netflix is absor- focused on subscribers, not box office. Of course, because the reason Knives Out was a hit was precisely because it was families went out to see it when they were tired of talking to each other over the holiday break. <laughs> exactly. So you want to make exactly. sure you don't make that mistake again. Right, exactly. You don't want to do that. You want to pay $490 million for two sequels that don't have any box office revenue. Okay, whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's worth doing whatever plan you want that they want you to do. Some uh, horror movies are making the short list that you wouldn't expect, and uh, uh, for award season, and that some horror movies are not making the short list that you can't believe that they that they are not being made on that list. Uh, what so you, was that in reference to? Uh, I think Barbarian is making a lot of waves on the Oscar wit list, but Nope doesn't appear to be. Uh, well, you know, Nope is a hard nut to crack for some people, I think. Mm-hmm. But and that's no disparaging on Barbarian. That's just, uh, 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 but uh, but yeah, that's it's, it's disappointing. I, I I find I it's disappointing to me that Nope isn't seemingly going to get some of that love, but. Um, well, or recognition, anyway. I have my thoughts on. I mean, if we can get into this in our in that episode. In our best we do time, this, we certainly will. But you know, it's probably because they don't feel an emotional connection to the characters. I think that's the common criticism of the movie. Really, I loved it. I loved that yeah. movie, but you know, mm. uh, it was a year when a forty-seven-year-old, three and a half-hour French film being appreciated made Batman fans lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> Uh, what's it was that a year. in reference to? <laughs> Can you throw me a fucking so, bone here? I've been busy at work <laughs> for the last month. I haven't really been thinking about movies a whole lot. So Sight and Sound released uh, some article, oh, some okay. list. That, all right. And it I put think it at the about top. a movie that came out this year. Okay. No, right. it put it at the top. I said a 47-year-old French film. I, I thought you said 47-minute. <laughs> I don't know. No, 47-year-old th- three-and-a-half-hour film. I can't listen to you talk right now. <laughs> I know. You're working right now. you got to stop. We're recording a podcast. Stop I'm working. on vacation. I should really stop working. Yeah, you really should. I did the same thing. I've been on vacation the past two days. I've still been working the whole time. It's nuts. What are we doing? And you... Don't even like your job, and I hate my job. Exactly. Anyway, the Gene Dealman twenty three Quad du Commence ten six ten eighty Brussels. Ooh, that film from from nineteen seventy five. Uh, a movie I watched As a year or two ago. My dad would say, "Parlez-vous en français?" <laughs> Uh, was listed as the best movie. I, I'm trying to remember what it was listed as best movie for. 
but it was listed as it's at the top of the sight and sound list of something, and people lost their minds because they started watching it. Uh, the critics and they were poll. like, "This is the best movie." What did the critics and they just lost their best minds? Films of all time, I believe, was the yeah, yeah. I did have time I to look tell through you, that list. So I gotta tell you, I watched it a, couple, a year or two ago, and uh, it's a movie that I wouldn't recommend anyone to see it's like a willow tree you know willow trees are like um they're bad luck to plant on your property but they're good luck to have on your property like if you buy the property if you buy the property and there's a willow that's good luck but if you plant a little willow that's bad luck so like like i would i would never tell someone you should see this movie that's that's, you know That's that's what they that's a, something to say to certain people they don't want moving into their neighborhood. I, I, don't, yeah, right. I don't know. I guess it's but the opposite. I, I I can't say I would recommend it to people to see, but if they have seen it, it's like oh, we can talk about this because I need someone to talk to about this movie. Uh, it's one of those movies that I didn't enjoy watching, but I'm really really glad I did <laughs> because it's like, um, it's like medicine. I, I, yeah, I really appreciated. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was bad tasting medicine that really helped, and it really helped me sh- see, you know, um, the world of cinema and the possibilities of cinema, and um, and I think it really made its point, and it needed the three and a half hours to make it, even though, even though while I was watching it, I kind of knew what its point was, but it needed the time. It it, it needed that to do that. It's pretty incredible. But while you're watching it, you're like, I can't believe I'm watching this. Because <laughs> it's just watching someone do chores for three and a half hours. And it, it's really all... It's, Spoiler it's, alert. But it's, not, but it's not just that. It's not just that. So, um, I think... Um, I mean, would you recommend having it on while you do your own chores? No. Like get out your iron. No, it has to be something you... Soak up. Well, I'm doing the dishes. The point is you are experiencing what she's experiencing. That's the whole point. And so, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I wouldn't recommend. Well, I wouldn't. uh, Well, you know, if you're going to do exactly what she's doing at every every moment, then okay. Maybe. I I mean, I I often watch movies like Harpo Marx in a doorway. Okay. That requires no explanation. No. No further elaboration. <laughs> well, uh, since this isn't our year in review episode, this is our holiday episode, I'm going to ask you what uh, holiday movies you've been watching. Oh, I've been avoiding uh, Home Alone. Why? Uh, we watched... Okay, so... I I guess we just okay so uh, the 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 Guardians holiday special came out mm-hmm. and I said oh let's watch that and Carrie's like oh you know let's wait let's wait till we get closer to Christmas because we'll be in the holiday spirit okay <laughs> that's not much of a holiday we're spirit. getting real close to so, the holidays <laughs> like oh no we're not watching it we want to get in the holiday spirit okay so we watched it I think yesterday. Yeah. Yes, we watched it yesterday. Is that is that the place I'd go to get that magical Christmas feeling? No, not really. Um, it, uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think there was a lot of big laughs. I liked I was it. Not, I did like it. I was not trying to be cynical or like snarky in my criticism of it, but like um, it was hard to. I think I think a lot of what was intended to be a reverence came off as atonal. Um, what do you but mean? Mean like the mainly things like the um, uh, uh, the altercation with the police. I mean, setting aside a cab, um, that whole thing the the where that where where you know the police show up to try to stop a kidnapping and. And they uh, uh, toss everybody around and fight and beat them all up. Didn't have the, wasn't the Christmas fun that I was, I don't know. Uh, It it, it didn't sit well with me. I mean, there's a middle stretch of the movie that's Mantis and Drax 
on Earth that really feels anti-Christmas. <laughs> it really does, yeah. Like, it's it not really even does. like, oh, these are, they don't understand Christmas and um, <laughs> and and they're going to learn in the end. It really is like, no, like, this is them getting Christmas as far as they're ever going to get it, is that somebody wants something and so you get it for them. Right. And... <laughs> And it doesn't matter what the consequences of that are. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, uh, <laughs> and so it's like, um, I mean, it, it's that the whole the whole second act of this special is like the one joke, which is a very funny joke from the end of the, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, where <laughs> it's a conversation between Jackson, John C. Riley. It's like, what if mm. something, what if somebody has something that I want? <laughs> well, like, this is Raccoon too, uh, Rocket. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And I just take it and I'm like, well, that's, that's against the law. I'm like, well, what if someone says something that offends me and so I rip out his spine? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would be murder. That's the worst crime there is. Huh. Like, the, that's, that's. Right. Extend that to a, the, the entire second act of a Christmas special, and that's <laughs> except you throw Mantis in there too, who is similarly <laughs> unsympathetic right. or unempathetic to the plight of Kevin Bacon, which seems a pretty much against character, except she has imbibed a lot of alcohol, which I think motivates right. Him. I mean, it, so it, it kind of reeked that of, of budgetary constraints that they would that we basically had a two. Two man away team show of Drax and Mantis, but that doesn't mean that that was a, not a bad idea. I mean, I, I love being with Drax and Mantis, and I'm happy that Mantis got to take, you know, uh, front and center, and we got to see her as a comic performer, as an athletic performer, as a screen presence kind of take over, and I really enjoyed that. And of course, Dave De- Dave Batista is consistently funny, and I really like that. But if I had a, my I guess my major criticism of the whole thing was that. If you're doing this Christmas show, I kind of wanted the whole family to be together, right? The whole Guardians troop mm. to be together. And um, that's what I was kind of missing. And um, I mean, there were little bits that I thought were really um, moving. Like, actually, I was surprisingly moved. I I, I really had to take this step back and went, oh, my God, that's Wow. Like, imagine being Kevin Bacon and being told that this guy... I mean, it's the ultimate fan dream that the the idolization... The, ob, the, the, the object of your idolization learns that because of them, they inspired you to save the universe. <laughs> but it was like being told, like, yeah, because he loved you so much, you saved the town in a dance-off, and, and then because of you... Peter Quill literally saved the universe in a dance-off. Yeah. And I went, oh, wow. Yeah, that's actually right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I never made that. Is that a connection you're supposed to make in the first movie? Yeah. Because I, I didn't. Well, no, I, did, I never Well, I never made that connection in the movie other than the fact that I just knew it felt very 80s. But I didn't think Kevin Bacon. I wasn't thinking of Kevin Bacon particularly in that scene. But right. now it's like, yeah, how can you not? Because he's know? dancing in the first scene when you first see him. He's listening to his Walkman. He loves the music his mother gave him, you know. Right. You're not it thinking seemed, about It Kim seems Bacon. more about that than about his yeah. love of Footloose, you know. Exactly. Um, but that's – so that scene uh, – what's the character's name? Who? Uh, Krager. He, when, he's, when he's saying that to uh, Kevin Bacon – and then he mm-hmm. goes on to say he might be the greatest hero in the universe. I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is, are right. they really trying to set? Because here's my problem. Like, I don't mind the budgetary constraints part of a. It's a Christmas special. Like, right. It's Christmas. It's exactly. It's fine with me if it feels totally cheap. And it. Exactly. But it just feels like a bunch of people standing around in a like a, an obvious studio <laughs> room with like plywood walls. And sure. they're just horsing around. Uh, that, you know. All the stuff with them in the club, Drax and Mantis in the club, and it's like fast motion. I normally, if this was a movie, I would hate that shit. But in a Christmas yeah. special, I'm like, yeah, fine. Yeah, like, yeah totally. You know, just, it's, it's fun to watch people hang out and have fun. 
you know. Well, they were they were evoking the holiday the Star Wars holiday special a lot here and there. What with the animation and the uh, everything else, and so uh, I didn't yeah, think I about mean, that. Like, they were con- they were they were doing throwing a lot of and then the old ninety sevens being there like Jefferson Starship. You know, being in there, oh. they were really hearkening all that stuff. Okay, I, it didn't play I still that have way. To avoid the Christmas holiday special or Star Wars oh, holiday okay, special. Okay, right. so, uh, well, they, that's why you are technically four years older than me. Than or no, I'm I'm out. That's why you're younger than me now because I lost about two years of my life, sucked through my face watching that. <laughs> that's what it feels like when you watch it. The years of your life are literally being sucked out of your face. I did watch five minute once. I'm like, no, this is making me queasy. <laughs> this is the whole thing is actually very queasy. Uh, actually upsetting to watch it <laughs> physically. Yes, it is. It totally is. Um, but yeah. but the, the thing I really did not enjoy about it and it's, it's there. I couldn't put my finger on it in um, Thor: Love and Thunder in that part of the beginning where the Guardians are are in the battle with Thor, but they were really hammering it in this one, where they're trying to like set up Peter Quill is like having undergone this growth or transformation where he's now like the serious leader or something. Uh, and I guess now that there's no more Tony Stark, Peter Quill's going to be one of the greatest heroes in the galaxy or the universe. I'm like, um, you know how we talked about, we've, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but we've definitely talked about it a lot in normal life. How, uh, like the turn that MST3K took was that Joel was like this patient, <laughs> father figure to the box right. and then when mike comes in he tries to act like a kid who's a sibling to the bots and right. it changes the whole chemistry of the show in, yeah. in in subtle ways and this is like the opposite trajectory where peter quill is like the little brother in the group mm-hmm. and suddenly he's the exasperated father figure to all of these chaotic aliens that he has to like manage Right. And well, it, that that was coming through in in Infinity War and Endgame, you know. Now, Infinity well. War, he's totally a kid. He's you know he's a goofball who, like it's 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 well, a the way gag he talks to Groot, that you know. he came up with the plan yeah. that worked because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like it, it's unexpected that that that's even a possibility. Right. But now they're trying to to pitch him as that, and it's like. Chris just can't pull it off. It's just not working. And it, it, it's throwing off the whole chemistry. I don't know. I'm not digging it. I don't it. know what that is. I, I, I didn't have that problem per se. Um, I, I think, though, whenever he gets serious, I keep thinking of Andy Dwyer getting serious. Andy Dwyer being his character on Parks and, Re- Parks and Recreation. So it's hard for me to take him serious just because whenever he would get serious, I know it was going to get dumb real quick. <laughs> like like intentionally so, like as a comic effect. Okay. So um, I, I didn't have that issue with him really so much. Oh, I mean, I don't want him really to... It mean, rubs me the wrong way. It, it, it's, for me, it's just mm. not completely not working. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Chris Pratt in Guardians as a straight superhero works or should should work that way because that's not his strength. His strength is to be that um I mean on, on Parks and Rec he was a golden Labrador retriever. So yeah, I think I see what you're talking about. If they're kind of pushing him towards being this kind of purity, best, you know, greatest hero of the universe. No. The point is is that he's he's a bumbler who, because of his pain and 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 tragedy, but with a at his core a good heart, that's what sees him through. Um, almost Homer Simpson ish in the sense that he's got like a all these wants, but then a, a good core. In the pod, uh, in the Blake Check podcast, they say somewhere along the line they've made the observation that that Chris Pratt works 
when he's low status, when his character is low status. Yes, I agree. And like in the, and I haven't seen any of them, but in the Jurassic World movies, they're trying to make him high status, and he just he just doesn't work as a star. I I completely and agree. That's what's happening. That seems what's happening here. You know, even within, yeah, keep, even when he was the leader of Guardians of the Galaxy, he was low status within the group. They still weren't and, taking and him seriously, right? That's Which what made that, that whole the whole dynamic work. The whole, and, and the chemistry with Chris uh, with Thor, right? Is yes, that, absolutely. You know, Thor comes in and like, oh, I can't even measure up. I can't possibly measure up to this guy, even with the big beer gut. You know. Yeah. See, that was interesting. What's interesting to me is that. Marvel seized upon what was strong, Chris Hemsworth's strength. Like they realized he's funny. He's got the side of his personality. Let's use it. And they used it to good effect. And obviously they almost might be, I think they're kind of Michael Saring it a little bit and taking the thing he does per- really well and pushing it too far almost. <laughs> but with Chris Pratt, they seem to be forgetting. Yeah, you're right. If, if they if they are going that route, they're forgetting what his strengths actually are, and uh, and not playing to that, which is sad. I'm going to try to force him into a different mold, and I'm not sure that's really going to play out so well. But here's hoping they don't, because he you know he, he's uh, he's made a low status aw shucks, nothing works out for me, Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, because he was they 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 were adding the Han Solo element to Star Lord's character, but the character is so not Han Solo. It's like a it's like a Han Solo wannabe who's who can't get any right any respect. But now <laughs> and suddenly, that's what works. Suddenly he's rolling his eyes and right, you know, giving dad talks to to his crewmates. And, right, you know. Star Lord knows best. Like it's, (laughs) well, uh, I don't think that's. uh, Hopefully, they'll they'll course correct on that. Well, I have been. I was kind of clear to me that there's that the 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 orders from above were you need to set up this angle for Quill. Yeah, and so that's part of the work. That's part of the job of this uh, of this special. It's to set up the next phase. So uh, I don't know. Whatever. Did did we know that Mantis was his sister before this I episode? Didn't. I, I don't. I didn't remember that from Guardians Two. But then again, I only. <laughs> I only watched Guardians Two once. I didn't. Wasn't really that impressed. I uh, yeah. We, no, we've 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 heard your take on that i, I like it better me, than I'm you sorry. even though i think i fell asleep during it um uh but you know uh, it was kind of a question in guardians 2 like what is mantis doing hanging around in this planet and i just kind of thought she was ego's lover <laughs> uh, or ego slave at uh, least or something you know, um uh but daughter works too i guess i don't know it seems like it might have, would have come up, or I don't know if that's canon from the comics. I don't. I honestly don't care. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm very happy to forget that they ever mentioned it. All right, but of course it will to. keep coming up again, and like once or twice a movie, it will have to be dropped in because these movies aren't movies to me. I have I said this before. These movies don't watch like movies to me anymore. They're like Wikipedia articles. Maybe that's. An obvious and common take, but it's really how I feel watching this last wave of movies. Yeah, they the last wave of movies have been less than satisfying. Like, I, like at this point, I'd rather them just stick to their Disney Plus series, and that that they they seem to be way more successful and way more entertaining. Other Christmas movies I saw. Yes, uh, I saw Die Hard. Okay, and I watched You're calling it a the Christmas, Christmas movie. All right. The Christmas Dragon, which was a on the uh, season finale of Mystery Science Theater, uh, season thirteen, they did the Christmas Dragon. Okay. Whew. I mean, it was on uh, Mystery uh, Science Theater, so yes, for a reason. So I, for a reason, 
Yeah, so so was it a good uh, both enjoyable MST3K? What's that? Was it a good episode of MST3K? It was. They had um it was actually pretty delightful because this was the one where the stories were uh the the uh, they had the first seg- had all three hosts. The first segment was Emily, the second segment was Jonah, the next segment was Joel or maybe they flipped those and then all three of them were in the theater at one point. And that was great to see Jonah, Emily, and Joel all in the theater at one point. I really, really liked that. Cool. They, were, they weren't stepping on each other's toes? They all... Nope. Yeah? Nope. All having a great time. So, yeah, go to the Gizmoplex, check out the uh, season 13. It's been pretty great. Does the Christmas dragon learn a Christmas lesson? Uh, I don't remember. So <laughs> it was very How to Train Your Dragon e. It was a 2014 movie they were watching. Okay, which seemed to have a pretty high budget than I was used to seeing in these movies. But one of my favorite Christmas yeah. albums is the mm-hmm. Roger Whittaker Christmas album. Roger Whittaker being a South African folk singer and uh, whistler. He. <laughs> He, Sorry, he does a lot of whistling in his. Uh, I'm sure he does recording. Um, but I love uh, this is an album I grew up with. It's like my first Christmas memory is like literally listening to this album. Um, and of course, when I was a little kid, my favorite song was the little. It's all originals, uh, and there's one song that is pitched directly at little kids. It's called Darcy the Dragon. And it's about a dragon who, you know, unlike a horse, a dragon, of course, breathes fire whenever he speaks. And so Darcy is keeps trying to participate in Christmas in the town. But every time he wishes someone Merry Christmas, he starts a fire and the villagers get mad at him. And they drive <laughs> him out of the village. And so, you know, but this is what makes him unique is his fire breathing ability. But what needs to happen is that this must be quenched. And he, through a Christmas miracle, must lose his fire, lose the thing that makes him special so that he can fit in with the town, townspeople. Which is the ultimate goal, and then right? And then he is accepted. And it's, that's the happy oh. ending to the story. And... <laughs> You know, I loved the song as a kid, and as an adult, it makes me so angry. <laughs> uh, I can't stand it. So now I listen. That's the song I put on. Like Christmas season starts with the purchase and trimming of the tree, and I'm I always, you know, it's part of my tradition. I string the lights, and then everybody. Helps put the decorations on, but it's always my job mm-hmm. to string the lights. And that's always the album I put on uh, as I string the lights. But oh, that's nice. On my rip, my MP3 rip of the CD, I have deleted Darcy the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy's on notice. See if I can. Oh boy! So I can turn to. There's, I guess our. Oh, <laughs> I turned to see our tree. Our, our tree over there. But oh, then well, you just pointed I to noticed. the Alamo Draft House uh, screen. What? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have my background on. So that was a comedy of errors. I like turned my computer around just so we could show off the tree, just to notice that. Siggy is, is yawning off mic with his head overturned away. And then when he comes back, I got my background on anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you could turn it off. Oh, that's too many clicks. That's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> save your, you got to save your clicks. Got to save your clicks. I only get so many. You never know and you're going to need them. I only get so many. I'm still working off the AOL disk. It's in the disk drive every day. Yeah, I think they... Oh, yeah. Like gave you like a thousand free clicks on there, yeah. So it's pretty smart. I have my little click monitor those. down there. I'm very sparing on that. Yeah, 
I've really made these last. Yeah, good thing you didn't like get into Diablo or something. <laughs> uh, so another Christmas movie we watched. Um, I kept seeing people say, uh, "This movie, Spirited, with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, is good." <laughs> like, it's an Apple TV Plus yep. original. It has an annoying-looking poster. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, generally annoying. It looks annoying on the poster. Um, Will Ferrell, not batting a thousand lately. Uh, it's a musical. I'm like, I'm not inclined to check this out, but people whose opinions I respect keep saying that it's they're surprised how good it is. So we checked it out. Like all this, every superficial element of it would tell me this is not a Siggy movie. And I, I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought the core of it was really strong. Um, I had a very, very pleasant time watching it. Um, the script kept surprising me uh, in very huh. pleasant ways. And um, whatever failures it have, it completely allowed me to overlook them and just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy like you know a a current um, and clever in a very twenty twenty two way um, uh, take on a Christmas Carol and like oh that's, that's, that was that was a fun time. Good. So, yeah, yeah, I've been avoiding it too for some reason. I hadn't really. I've been like, oh, it was probably not for me. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to roll my eyes. Yeah, I, yet, I didn't. I. I really. Yeah. I was. You know. Uh, I had a good time. Um, good. It, That's you a know, good wreck. I know you're a fan of the movie Scrooged. I am. I have never liked that movie. <laughs> I need to figure out why I don't like Scrooge, but I like Spirited. Because that would be interesting. They seem like they have a lot in common, so I I I have to dig into that at some point. Well, I I would think the major the major thing about Scrooge is that it's a cynical movie that purports to promote like a pure of heart thing at the end, and you're like, "Well, you've been so cynical the whole time. How do I?" But I also just do don't you, think it's funny. Yeah. Ah, you know, like the comic books right. just don't work for me. You know what it, kind of it is? Well, it's this thing. It's it's got that kind of score that is like the kind of comedic score that just drives me nuts. Where it's like, hey, this is a joke. You know, like everything. Yeah, is but it is a Danny true. Elfman score though. Is it you really? Mean, like, it's it's, it's yeah. Danny Elfman, and I, I love. I actually really love his Scrooge track on uh, on. Uh, uh, Music for a darkened theater, but yeah, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. There is a lot of uh, indicating in his score. Yeah, and in the performances too. Just like everything, just feels too uh, shoved in my face. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a Richard Donner movie, and Richard Donner has been. I'm, I don't think he's known much for comedy, <laughs> but. Uh, I like it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's perfect. I think it's got a lot of problems, but I'm, I'm very fond of it. Well, sure. I guess that's the way to put it. I mean, you met it at a certain age. Right. I met it at a certain age. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I did too, and I didn't like it at that age. But which is not saying that's not a judgment. We we, just, we met it how we met it at our certain ages. Oh, how about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's true. It's just like, why did I like the Dark Crystal but not the Labyrinth? Well, because I had the thing where if two right. if two things were similar, I had to choose one that I liked, and I couldn't like the other. Ants, one. Bug Life, Deep Impact, well, Armageddon. This is more when I'm younger, but right. you know, NXS and U two. Uh, you couldn't like both NXS and U two. You had to pick one. <laughs> right. I see what you mean. I mean, I I I certainly liked Dark Crystal and didn't like Labyrinth, 
But now I look at Dark Crystal and I'm like, why did I like this? No, Dark Crystal. I mean, it looks great. I'm like, <laughs> it looks great. We watched it. If, uh, I think it was early in the pandemic. We're like, hey kids, let's watch this. I'm like, yeah, the, everything's like visually impressive, and the story just like there's no story at all. Yeah. You know what's the main Gelfling's name? I don't even remember. He makes. I don't, even, I don't remember. The hero of the story makes zero decisions. Right. For himself. Exactly. And in the in the climax, there's like a big battle happening, and he's up like on a balcony just watching it, <laughs> like. <laughs> and it takes forever before he like jumps on the crystal. He's just like up on a balcony watching stuff happen below him. Right. Yeah, it's uh. Not great. <laughs> I haven't watched the sequel, the Netflix sequel yet. I don't know why I haven't. But I just haven't. It did inspire uh, this gag I do when I play uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. When you complete a temple or a shrine, I'm sorry, a shrine, and uh, there's some kind of mystic character like doing a yoga pose who will give you an orb. Um, as and that's would. like you use, that's how you level up. Uh, but then they will like turn into mist and disappear. And mm-hmm. just as they turn into mist and disappear, I always say, but I had so many questions. <laughs> exactly. That's a good bit. Thanks. My uh, kids never laugh at it, but uh, I think they. Some things we do for they ourselves. They have come to expect it at least. Exactly, which is half the goal. Just like when I'm watching a Cubs game, and if a cub hits a long fly, I blow at the TV. <laughs> I said something in the car today. I went down to with Dex that I had to say that was just for me. That was a commercial from the '90s. That you in no way would know what I was talking about. I can't remember what, I, what it was. Anyway. You know what I remembered uh, the other day uh, very fondly? Uh, I was watching Die Hard. Um, and uh, I remembered our uh, parody that we wanted to shoot in college. <laughs> At the time when everything was being uh, pitched as Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a boat, Die Hard on a... Train, we we were gonna do uh, deciduous, die hard in a tree. That, that's all you. This was that's a that's well. You that's you came your, up with the line. I want no leaf unturned. <laughs> but it occurred to me, I never we never did the we never even thought of before the. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I, I, I just tried somehow use that phrase. But I, I really love the idea. I've always wanted to shoot like you know a wide shot of a tree and just have a bunch of people in it shooting at each other. I just thought that would be really funny. That would be funny for someone to say, "Leave no leaf unturned," but he means yeah. it literally. He, literally, I want no leaf unturned. You can actually see the guy above him on another branch. He's not making a joke about it being in a tree. He's, <laughs> he's literally giving instructions for what they should do. Yeah, it's not it's not a joke. So what's your favorite what are your favorite Christmas movies? Oh what's the movie that most reliably gets you in the Christmas spirit? Well, I play the ref every year. I haven't done it this year yet. Okay. I play the ref every year. Um you know I remember you were a I big fan of that movie when it came out. I rely more on music for Christmas mood than movies. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, because you can have the music going all the time. I've got my 800-plus song playlist that I put on shuffle every year. Um, I still haven't seen It's a Wonderful <sighs> Life all that, the way well, through. Well, that's my number one. I don't one. think. It's cliche, but hey, it gets me every time. Honestly, I, I, this is weird. I... I I'm trying to think of any Christmas movies. I really like Ernest Saves Christmas. I really do. Well, that's 
that's the one I really want to pull out every time uh, yeah. and get shot down Not every much time. Of a surprise there. I've never <laughs> don't think I've ever seen that one. Um, I think it's the best of all the Ernest movies. Okay, it is the best of all of them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that can be confidently taken from as uh, from me. I will tell you the worst of all the Ernest movies is Ernest Goes to School. Okay. That's the worst one. Uh, I haven't seen Ernest Goes to Africa. There's one you haven't seen? I I don't know. (laughs) There's one I haven't seen. Ernest Goes to Africa. I mean, you've watched every Death Wish movie. Ernest Goes... So what's what's been keeping you from... Well, no, I haven't watched the, the Bruce Willis remake. I haven't watched that one. Every right. Bronson one. What's I've been watched. keeping you from Ernest Goes to Africa? I don't know. Maybe because because I know there can't uh, be any more. You you need, I don't want to. You need to have that out there. I don't want to use that last one. You need a quest unfulfilled. <laughs> also, I fear what might be in it. Well, that's what that was my first thought. <laughs> was fear of disappointment and. I, I fear what might be in it, but I will say but, Levi, uh, long-time listener <laughs> Levi and uh, myself have always uh, – uh, Ernest Goes to School is confounding because uh, Ernest uh, is given a potion to become smarter, which makes him a better football player, <laughs> which I guess you could make that correlation, but – I don't know. It's bizarre. It's just a potion that makes you better at school. <laughs> makes you better at school. Football, yeah, it makes you more popular. Something makes they you, do at school. Something yeah. you do at school. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they they say never meet your heroes and never watch them in a comedy where they go to Africa. <laughs> that's probably that's good advice. That's good advice. Um, what's your favorite version of? The Christmas Carol. The Christmas Carol. I grew up with the Albert Finney musical Scrooge. Mm. That was always on WGN TV, Channel 9 Chicago, it seems like. And so just like every year that was on, and I, I grew up watching that one. And so I wasn't I, prepared I, to I, be... That's the one uh, that imprinted itself on me. I don't know which one has imprinted itself on me. I mean, there's a, Henry, there's a Henry Winkler version. There's a Patrick Stewart version. There's the Muppets version. There's Muppets is good. There's Scrooge. There's Zemeckis' version. I don't know. I, honestly, that's a great question. I don't know which one. It's just been something that's been so just always there. I can't not think of Tiny Tim being played by uh, anyone else but Mary Lou Renton. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which version? From is that Scrooged. In? That's in Scrooge. From Scrooge. Okay. <laughs> Heart of a so champion. Tiny Tim, and she. Well, it should have been like Carrie Strug. Carrie Strug's the one who needed crutches. <laughs> you had everything wrapped for Christmas morning. Not quite. No. Still a few things slowly coming in. Yeah, I got a, I got we got, a, we got a fair amount under the tree here, though. That's nice. It's all... I've got everything in-house. I have to make a card. I, have to, I get my parents the same thing every year. Um, Zingerman's Bread Club. The hmm. Zingerman's Deli of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, oh. You know, trying to buy local. I got it. Them the bread club subscription one year, and they just kept going on and on about how much they loved it and getting that loaf of bread. I mean, Zingerman's bread is really good, um, and you get a different, a different type of loaf, like one pumpernickel or chocolate sourdough or challah, you know. And so they kept going on about how much they loved getting the bread every month, and so I'm like, I. They've never raved about a gift like this, so I'm not going to top it. So I just keep getting in the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. That was me with you and Serrano Ham. I was wondering, should I stop getting you Serrano Ham? Mix it up a bit? I love Serrano Ham. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Well, Wade, it's uh, it's almost midnight if... 
we don't end our podcast, Santa won't come. That's right. I've already laid out the milk um, and Metamucil, because I'm sure he's going to need some, and uh, carrots for the reindeer. So, yeah, I guess if we need to sneak away now, otherwise, I don't know what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never happened before. Is this... Should we should we do it now? As long as we have our audience here, should we give them our gifts to them? What what gifts we wish for them? Sure. It's hard to you know wrap them for each of you, and you know how deliveries are. The postal system's all fucked up, but we can tell you what we wish for you, and then through the magic of podcasting, it will come true. Mm-hmm. If you. Like and subscribe and mash that <laughs> mash that button. It's always a catch. <laughs> we told ourselves we wouldn't do the same thing, but nope. Here we are. Hat in hand. <laughs> so so do you do you have your gift ready for the for the audience? I do. Wrong heads? You have my undying heart. I wish you the best of New Year's. All of uh, your family and friends to be healthy and wealthy and wise and wealthy. Shout out to Tech Savory. Uh, and uh, please be nice and kind to each other and uh, enjoy the kindness of others. And I wish you... Butter in your ass, lollipops <laughs> in your mouth, and a great big cock. <laughs> Either yours what or. If, what if I don't want a great big What if I'm trying to get rid of one for a long time? This Stick it up your own butt I don't know Happy holidays Happy holidays to you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year Happy Hanukkah What he said Happy sledding Happy digging Yourself out of the storms Coming to the Midwest And the East Parts of the South and if you thought you weren't going to wish anybody a, ha- a happy holiday this season, you well wished it wrong. Uh-huh.